we're down to our last episode. Thank God. It's been a long, arduous season of FPF. We, we've gone through winter, spring, and pretty much summer. We've done three seasons for the price of one winter season. I got so many people asking me if I was sick on Monday's show. Yeah, and I no. must have said it about 18 times that I was sick. And still people were like, please, were you sick on the show? It didn't sound like you. Really weird. <laughs> well, you got to cut your hair. It's too long to fit in this frame. I know, I know, I know. I know. Oh, did you get your... Uh, oh, no! I forgot to call Crystal Cuts. Uh, For you? Uh, yeah. Let's call them now. No, they're closed. Uh, they just closed. You can't do online uh, appointments? Guy. <laughs> there used to be no appointments till the pandemic hit. That's all right, though. All right, uh, we are in the final episode of uh, the FPF winter season. Thankfully, uh, it's been um, it's been a fascinating year for all of us. Uh, we didn't know we were going to be back. Uh, we're going to finally crown champions for the first time in three years in all the divisions that we have left to play. Now, let's clarify that for the winter season. Yeah, winter season. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, we technically did spring and yeah. fall already, but, but winter is, is the... Uh, it's gone idle for three years almost, pretty yeah. much. And so now we're back, and uh, the light is there at the end of the road for us as we have Brossard this weekend, Saturday afternoon, Sunday evening, and a lot to get to here. We have on the guest writers who will uh, preview the finals, and in fact, a few of these guys will be involved in the finals uh, for the broadcast, and uh, maybe we'll have the lineup ready for uh, unveiling their piece, perhaps, maybe, yes... No, no. Okay, no. It is. Well, we have we know one we know one pairing. We know uh, a few pairings. Do yes. you want to know which ones I know? Well, we know one. We did three: Mokon and uh, Dalazara. Do we know that one? Yes. <laughs> um, Div six will uh, I'm Div six and Div six D. I'll be doing play by play. Yes. Um, combination of Iggy Magnets and Alexis Dubois on play on uh, on color commentary. Mm -hmm. Don't know which one yet. Uh, just because. While we're doing the show, I'll be working on trying to resolve the details. Yes, so amazing. if I seem distracted at times, I think it's been more noticeable this season because of how uh, our schedule got shifted that there's some work that needs to be done during the show. Yeah. Um, that uh, sometimes you catch me off guard and I'm only half paying attention because I'm working on something else. Um, this is going to be one of those shows. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Can't so, uh, but I. Um, I know that we're going to be unveiling Alexi, uh, sorry, uh, Alexi Dubois as play-by-play. -play. Yeah, he'll, with him he'll be bit. calling uh, at least one game, the co-ed uh, game, um, and uh, we'll have Alex Blade doing some uh, color commentary in, Divi in Division Five. So he, they're both new. They're both new to the fold in, that, in yeah, those capacities. Yeah, I did work with uh, Alexi a little bit, uh, and we are now joined by the Prime Minister Alexi Dubois. Good evening, Mr. Prime Minister. How are you today, sir? Good, thanks. How are you guys doing? Not bad. Well. Just so you know, before you came on, Mo was about to take credit for the great job you're about to do in play-by-play, -play, uh, insinuating that it was all his fault. I don't know if you know this about sports media, but it's mostly about uh, ego and the conveying <laughs> of said ego. So welcome, Alexi. Hello, hello. All right, Alexi. Uh, by the <laughs> way, are you nervous for, for Saturday for your, for your uh, initiation as a broadcaster at the play-by-play -play level? I'm looking forward to it. Still a lot of preparation work to do. But life, I said I got started on that already, but it seems fun. I'd like to think I know a decent amount about the team, so hopefully that should help, but it should be a good time, and hopefully I won't make too much of a fool of myself. Well, um, so the next thing I want to ask as I continue my preparation for the roadshow, um, are you available to call Division 5B <laughs> as well? 
No pressure. Definitely. Of awesome. course. But the question so, is, will there actually be audio for it? Oh, oh we don't way. know. Because yeah. making his producer's debut yeah, for that show easy. is Iggy Magnets. Uh, the next question I have for you, uh, Alexi, is um, the following day. Um, oh, well, actually, no. Because you can't call Division 6 because co-ed is right before. Okay, never mind. I'm We're done good. with questions. All right, uh, I have a question for you uh, for the co-ed finals, co-ed one and co-ed two. You've covered this from head to toe. So we'll start with co-ed one, co-ed two. Uh, we'll go co-ed one first. Power Rangers, easy fun. Uh, your thoughts on this game here on as we approach the f- opening game on Saturday afternoon for these two teams? Yeah, sounds good. So I was looking into this one a little bit before, my big five minutes of research before the phone call. Um, so my number one takeaway of it is Eastland has done a lot better job this season of implicating female players in their past game, specifically with Veronique Baudouin, who has around 240 receiving yards on the season, which is fantastic. It's a marked improvement from their first season in the Fall Cup. That being said, look at the touchdowns. She only has two touchdowns on the season. Now, if we look at Power Rangers, their leading female receiver is Jasmine Farmer, who won Receiver of the Year in co-ed one. And the reason she won Receiver of the Year is because she has 14 touchdowns. So what this tells me is when the going gets tough, when it's in the red zone, when it's fourth and goal and you need that touchdown, Jeremy White is looking towards JC Laving, uh, sorry, CEO Laving and Maxime Boucher-Cyr. On the other hand, when it's fourth and down for Power Rangers, Tan Valadev is looking at every single one of his receivers, starting with his female receivers and then Pilon and the rest. So I think when it gets to that red zone area, Power Rangers have a lot more options than Easy Fun does. So in, in that case, with, the, with PR having more options, how does Easy Fun contain those options? Um, I think that's a really hard one for Easy Fun to do. For starters, you cannot man up against Power Rangers. There's no one in Coed 1 who can man up against Surge. There are no female players who can man up against Farmer and Milai, for starters. So you need to run a very effective zone defense. Now, the one thing that Easy Fun do have going for them is they're a very aggressive team. They shoot a lot, and they're very good at jumping those shorter routes. If you look at Tan of this season, he's coming off an extremely gruesome elbow injury. There has been speculation that he has slight arthritis in his throwing elbow. And if you watch him play, look back to the game of the week against Party Mix. His throws don't have the same zip they usually do, and they're coming in just slightly slower. So what that means is an aggressive defense who starts shooting things has the possibility to create interceptions against Valadev when normally they wouldn't. So that's where Easy Fun have the advantage. Will, will will the height of Easy Fun also uh, create some difficulties for Party Mix? Oh, sorry. For party um, that's a good question, but I think no, because I don't think Easy Fun's offense relies on jump balls. Easy Fun's I mean, I mean offense more on the defensive side, like Tam Veladeth and and uh, for shorter quarterbacks, sometimes the throwing windows are more difficult when there's taller defenders. Oh, that makes sense, but I don't think Tam Valadev is your typical quarterback who throws from a two-step drop. Mm-hmm. He's scrambling to his left, he's scrambling to his right. He's third in Division Two against six foot five rushes like Isaiah Lard. He knows how to create those windows, so I don't see an issue there. Um, who's the next factor in this game that, that no one's going to talk about that could step up for either side? The usual X factor in every single Power Rangers game is Wade Shawcross. He's someone that for some reason no one ever talks about except look at any single Wade Shawcross season ever. He's good for five interceptions. 
be it Division One, be it Division Six. He is good for five interceptions, which means there's a 50% chance he has a pick in this game. And I'm willing to bet he probably has the game-deciding interception in this final. The reason why uh, I don't talk about him personally is because he plays for the hated Mongoose who cost me a championship uh, many, many years ago in 2013. So uh, that, that's why it's personal. It's absolutely personal. Uh, it's completely biased, and uh, that's who I am. <laughs> so that's it. That's that's why. I've instructed the rest of the media team, don't talk about him. Put on the clock there. You have to respect the headband. He rocks that Nike headband. Got to respect that. We don't talk about Shaw Cross. And Sports 2 is a proud sponsor of FPF. Yes. <laughs> Why? What, what happened? He said Nike headband. Oh, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> you can't wear that during the finals. It's going to no, be broadcast. We, we're going ble- to blur it out. Anything that's Yo, can not- you blur out uh, Wade Shaw Cross's face? Like the mo- mosaic like face blocking technology. Do we have that? You're asking for a lot, but maybe. Listen, we keep saying we want to innovate every roadshow. Maybe this is, the ro- this is the innovation we need. Uh. Any any other observations from Quad One that you want to bring up, uh, Lexi? That people look forward to that should be a very fascinating game between these two teams at high noon on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, the final thing to look at. Look, this game is to be decided by the Russia versus Jeremy White battle. This easy fun offense is reliant on Jeremy White creating time and scrambling around. I presume Vladev is going to be rushing like he has all season. He's a fantastic athlete and an even better rusher. That being said, he doesn't have the size to get into passing lanes. But Jeremy White generally takes four to five seconds to throw the ball. If that time goes from four to five to three to four, Power Rangers win 100% of the time. If White has time, easy, fun win. If he doesn't have time, there is no route to victory for them in this game. On to Coed 2. So you're a route guy, not a route guy. Yes. All right. Route is what you run as a receiver. Route is what you have of a tree. It's the, you mean the, the root tree or the route tree? You're confusing them, please. Now I'm confused, yep. <laughs> yeah, confusing them. Confusing them. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, too. <laughs> Kiss my end zone, and of course, Fit Squad. That'll be on the Sunday 4 o'clock kickoff <laughs> of day two of, of, of Roadshow. Uh, your thoughts, uh, Mr. Uh, We're a minute 49 seconds at this point. I know. Okay. Your We're thoughts, not. Mr. Prime Minister? <laughs> Well, it always sucks to analyze your game a little bit, but I think the number one thing to look at in this game is interceptions. Um, Keith has said this many times through podcasts and through articles. There's two versions of David Donrad. There's a version who comes out, passes for 170 yards, five touchdowns, zero picks, 50 rushing yards. And there's the version who will come out and throw three interceptions and make things dicey. If you look at the last game between Kiss My Enzo and Fit Squad, you saw both of them in the same game. Yeah. Throughout the first half, he was perfect. He went, I think, for over 100 yards, three or four scores, and it looked like we were about to run away with the end. In the second half, he decided to make things exciting. He decided to bring up people's heart rate a little bit. If he gives Kiss My End Zone a first half like he did in the last game against Fit Squad, this game should be decently comfortable. If things start getting more complicated, if Fit Squad start changing up their defense, and I know Sadim Tai is an extremely capable defensive coordinator, then things get more complicated for Kiss My End Zone. If I can keep on rambling on here, I know you guys have more questions set up. No, no, but no, no. Please squad, ramble. We, we, please, we insist. Please ramble. We insist. I, there's nothing perfect. I like more than, than people rambling yeah, on our show. We insist on this, please. I'm sure. Perfect. <laughs> so then, for Fit Squad, I shouldn't tell them this probably, but they're a very simple recipe to success. It's pass the ball short. Felix Goulet has a fantastic arm. Hands down, the most talented thrower of the football in co-ed two probably arm talent-wise, on par with any co-ed one quarterback. 
except he takes advantage of that a little bit too much. He loves the deep ball and he'll force it deep when he has five and 10 yard open short. If he takes those short options, it's going to be really complicated because my end zone. So, um, as you've mentioned, of course, the, 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 the uh, it was the best of Dave DeAndre. It was the worst of Dave DeAndre, but from fit squads, uh, perspective, what specific challenge do they pose um, that you feel you need to prepare for? So it's a, it's a question about them, but framed about you. So the number one asset that Fit Squad have is, and I'm very sorry I forget his name, but they have the best rusher in co-ed too. If Alex can quickly pull up the stats and make me look smart here, that'd be amazing. But their rusher is exceptionally fast, very shifty. Dave is a quarterback who loves breaking the rusher and gaining those extra seconds. Consistently against, there we go, Eagle is a fantastic rusher. And last time we played against them, Dave's forced to constantly throw the ball with anticipation before the rusher got there. And that's not the best version of David Andrade. He's at his best when he breaks the rusher. And against a rusher like Hugo, he doesn't have that option. So if Hugo shows up and plays his best game, it's going to force the worst version of David Andrade. So when you look at these two teams here, obviously with your team involved, um, if this ends up being a low-scoring game, who does this benefit the most? Hmm. That's a good question. Think about it a second. That's why I said it's a good question. It gives me a second to delay and think. Um, I'm going to, since I don't really know the answer to that, I'm going to say Fit Squad. If you look at their semifinal game against Yin and Yang, they ground out a really close fought victory and they managed to make it work. And the reason, other reason I say it benefits Fit Squad is I think Kiss by Enzo are coming into this one expecting to score four touchdowns or more. I think Fit Squad are confident enough in their defense that they say, if we score three touchdowns, we have an above 50% chance of winning the game. Whereas I think Kiss My End Zone are going in presuming they'll score more than three. So if it's low scoring, it plays into the hands of Fit Squad. All right, then. Before we let you go, Mr. Prime Minister, you're going to have your picks, I would assume, in your article? Oh, yes. Article hopefully will be coming out Friday night or Saturday morning. Depends how many games Pease gives me to prepare for play-by-play, but we should have it out soon. Okay. Uh, so far, two. Yeah, so you only have two. You might have three. But it'll, the maybe, third one will be – If it's three, the third one is Sunday. Maybe four. Uh, oh, perfect. So that's a Saturday night problem. Without, without indicating who your pick is, uh, for, we won't ask you for, uh, for Tier 2, but for Tier 1 co-ed, who are you leaning towards right now without giving your pick? Look, I think this is a decently obvious one in the scheme of things. Power Rangers are coming to, into this one as the favorite. If you look at it, is this game will come down to the match between Villeda and Jeremy White. So the way you look at it, right now, White is a Division Three quarterback going against a good Division Two rusher. Mm-hmm. White needs to have a great game to win, whereas Power Rangers can probably win of average. I won't say any more. There's a lot up to chance. But Easy Fun have the burden of doing something exceptional in this game. All right, Mr. Prime Minister, uh, get back to your prep work for uh, your finals. Uh, Thank you very much for your hard work and exceptional 
scribing during the winter season for your articles. By the way, I uh, I'll take full credit uh, for Alexi's articles. You know, uh, I was a great mentor to him as a writer, and uh, <laughs> take full. Credit. Oh yeah, all my articles are peace trained, and all my play by play is Mo trained. Nothing exactly. comes down to me; it's all thanks to Mo and Peace. It's it's like it's like when you when you watch like analysts talk about the game, and they uh, they talk about how they uh, pushed the athletes to do better. It's because of what I said on my show that Kevin Durant made more shots or whatever it is. Like it's it's I love I love how ego soaked it is. It's it's the best thing in the world. Well, you know what? You're gonna do f- uh, fabulous with uh, with your play by play call that you had this weekend, and enjoy. Fingers it. crossed. Yeah, you will. You'll be fine. And enjoy it. We'll uh, we'll see each other on the weekend, and your article will be out uh, if not Friday night, early Saturday morning for those to read before they play their games on the weekend. Pressure's on. Thanks so much, guys. Have a nice day. Be good, brother. All right. Thanks, Alexi. Talk to you soon. The Prime Minister. There we go. That's co-ed. That's it. Ten minutes. Maybe. Perhaps. <laughs> it was a little more than ten. We're exactly at 8.07 into the show. Yeah, I know. For those of you watching the timestamp, it'll never add up. Exactly. Because I forgot. You'd be confused. To hit start. We're going to try and delay one and two with cool. Brent because he's a little bit occupied right now. So we can do Div Tough. 6 or Congrats Div 5. Sex, bro. We'll, 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 we'll go 6. We'll go 6. We'll go 6. 6 or 6D well, first. Should we call the writer for Div 6? Yeah, we should. Uh-huh. Uh, can you call uh, Pablo, please? Yeah, sure. Thank no you. problem. Let me get him on the phone here. Thank you so much. As we get Pablo uh, on the phone, we'll have him on right now. And, uh, Hello? Hello? Hello. Hey, Hello. Pablo. What's going on, man? That's not, not bad. bad. Good. Good. Just chilling. 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 Excellent. Excellent. Doing, Doing some, some work, work uh, trying, trying to pay attention to the content. content. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not, not easy, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying, trying to make this the worst audio experience of all time. It really is, but you know, it doesn't matter to us. Yeah, you're right, because we're not listening. No, exactly. We have so many things to cover here. Yeah. Killer Rays, Maccabees, or your uh, game on Sunday at 6 p.m. for 6D. Um, you're really good at talking through delay. Yeah, no. A lot of guys can't, can't do that. that. I know. Uh, so, so your thoughts, you're a professional. I've done this a few times. Before we, yeah, yeah let, like, let's hang up. Let's kill this because that's terrible. Well, we could have kept on going here. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we got Killer Rays, Maccabees. Uh, Killer Rays, we know they are one of the best teams in this division. And you got Maccabees who have a chip on the shoulder because we kept on picking against them. Sure, if they think that's what happened. Well, they were not happy with us. I mean, we live in a world with alternate facts, and Maccabees seem to be the guilty. They are they are the fake news. Um, it's uh, so I, I've started my write up. Um, I'm not going to pick my games here. I'll, I'll no. do that in my article. Um, the The interesting thing about Maccabees v Killer Rays is that I think it's a bad matchup for both teams. What's how so? Um, so Maccabees really grind the game down into uh, into the mud. They like. They like playing it close. They they play this sort of um, – it's a little risky in that there's not going to be a ton of points scored generally because mm-hmm. I'm going to address the next part of that in a second. But um, they're not, they've stopped listening, and they're just going to freak out the first sentence, right? So right. it doesn't matter. But um, throughout the season, we saw them competing in a lot of close games. And I, I often say that winning close games, there's an element of luck to that because a ball, a ball can bounce a different way, and it's a different game. However, there is – where there is skill in that is the ability to stay calm, uh, to deal with the pressure, to to be confident that you're going to pull it out despite the the high stakes, and I think Maccabee do that really well. We've seen them starting to score more. They put up th- they put up 33 points on Calvi de Rohan. However, they did not score any points in the second half. So, but that's the thing is, I I don't think that 
is a negative thing for them because the way they play, again, is to drag you down to the mud. So once they got a comfortable lead, they're okay just playing defense, playing field position, eating up time and possession. Um, you know, the, the, wasn't, if the offense wasn't particularly efficient. Uh, they relied on two rushing touchdowns uh, and a pick six. That's not entirely repeatable. Because a pick six depends largely on the type of interception, right? You know, like often a pick six comes in, in the flat, or uh, it comes when you're when you're in the defender's uh, part, the, the the other team's part of the field. Yeah. And rushing touchdowns, you know, it's a missed flag, or or if you're playing against a better rusher, that that might not be repeatable. Um, so that that's something to to uh, examine moving forward. Um, but like we also saw that in the previous game against seventh rounders. They didn't put up as many points, but 25 points is, is a solid showing, a little bit less than you'd like to see in the playoffs. But again, got up to a lead and was able to just control the pace of the game. Um, and and Shimmy Khan's in that game was more efficient. So we've seen him play a style of football that, that, can, that can be more efficient, that doesn't require him to have to score on the ground. In that game, he only ran for 17 yards. So it wasn't a huge part of the repertoire, just enough to keep the team off balance. So I, I like the thing I like about Maccabees is they can win in a lot of different ways. Killer rays win in one way. They kill you <laughs> with rays. <laughs> they kill you with rays. I was going to say that they they stab beloved celebrities through the heart, but um, no, they they take deep shots. That's that's their game. They they love throwing the ball downfield. They have ridiculous athletes. They know they have probably the best receiving core in the, in the division. Um, they they put up thirty seven points. Uh, last week they put up 44 points in the first round. Uh, Tyler Bianchi, uh, I think we talked about this. Uh, he he completed 11 passes, Mo. Six of them were touchdowns. Yeah, we did have the one yeah. for every two touchdowns. Right. So yeah. so um, and it's because Curtis Ryan is awesome. Tyler uh, Gruberg is is really good. Evan White wasn't even as impactful as I think we expected going into the season. Um, and, and and he would you know he's still obviously someone you need to account for because if you don't, like the thing is is that somewhere along the line you're gonna have a mismatch and they know that and they're gonna put the ball up and it's high risk high reward but if they can put up a lead quickly that plays into the killer rays advantage I've been a fan of theirs since I saw them for the first time I want to say either fall or spring to be honest both of those seasons kind of rolled into one for me so um. I don't remember when it was, but from the first time I saw it, I said they're a fun team. I don't know if they played winning football yet. I think as they move up in the divisions, they have to make some adjustments. But for the meantime, it's working. So you know what? Keep keep taking the disadvantages. Uh, sorry, keep taking the advantages to your to your benefit. Uh, keep putting up points and uh, keep doing damage. As you do that, my headset went cracked. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, by the way, these two teams, one game separated themselves from seventh to tenth in the overall stands in Conference B of the uh, bigger Div 6 body that we had. So, yeah. but the thing is, though, you, you made the points right there. Um, for Maccabees, I just, I'm curious to know, you mentioned him, them scoring 33 points in the first half. They had nothing in the second half. They averaged about less than 18 a game. So, but that's but in the playoffs, their offense has been better. That's yeah. that's the only reason but why could they revert to that though? Because they can, they can because we, we don't have a huge sample size, right? So, right. but if there's a team in this division, I'm confident that can win a low-scoring playoff game. It, it it's Maccabees. Here's the thing: if it's a blowout, Killer Rays will win. If it's close, I think Maccabees got it. 
So it, what kind of game do you think it'll be, Mo? Do you think it'll be the blowout? Or do you think it'll be scoring? But it won't be favoring Maccabees. So in that case, do you think Killer Rays win the blowout? I think so, yeah. I think if if Maccabees can't hit 30, they're not going to this football game. It just, do you think Maccabees have the defenders to deal with the depth? It's a pretty, like, across the board, it's a, it's a pretty good matchup, right? Like, yeah. Um, Maccabees' defense throughout the season is part of why they're able to control the pace of games. Um, well, look, I actually t- talked Tidal about this. Man, had nine INTs this year, right? So yeah. he, he can lock one side. Uh, as a whole, I believe they had almost 18, if not 19, INTs as a unit in the two pick sixes. So they do have the panache to, to make a big play on defense if required. But in this context that they're in now, can they do that if they can't muster any points? Well, but the thing is, they can because of the play style of the killer race, because of the low efficiency right. offense, right? So um, I, I legitimately don't I, – I can see both game scripts. I see it going one of two ways. Look, if if uh, if Maccabees show up and just start going score for score with Killer Rays, awesome! I'm super happy. It's it's the kind of game I love to see in the finals. I hate boring defensive games and I hate blowouts. Right? I'm kind of predicting the two thing. One of the two things that I, I hope hate. it happens for you. But honestly, I love I love fast pace. Like, you know, I famously don't even like to huddle much in, in, when yeah. I run my offenses. Right? So right. so essentially. Um, I like teams that play at a high pace, so I'm hoping that's the kind of game we get. They might surprise us, and that might actually surprise Killer Rays as well. But if I'm just if I'm creating sort of the game script, I think you know Michael Teitelman, Jordy Melnick, Jonathan Yeagerman, That's a that's a good three players on defense. I think they're one short to really neutralize the Killer Rays offense, though. On to uh, six. So we got Thunder Buddies against Prime Time. That will be a Sunday five o'clock uh, kickoff. Uh, so we know about Thunder Buddies. Uh, this is a team that the many teams, opposed teams, did not want to face in their... Because well, uh, they're not Div 16. No. In their like, dis- I, and they didn't do anything wrong. The the, the, the players all meet the cap. Um, Terry Babalis is his first time as a full-time quarterback, but he surrounded himself with, you know, uh, let's say Division 4 and up talent. Let's say a lot of mercenaries on that roster that he didn't come in there and crush yeah. the souls. Uh, that's a team whose cap hits will all be going up. Uh, except for Will Power, already has a high cap. Um, but look, it was, it was a smart, it was a well-built roster, right? So Thunder Buddies, um, Terry Babalis understands the league well enough to know, listen, I have a lot of unrated guys, so it gives me the ability to have myself with a high defensive rating and Will Power with the, the high offensive and defensive rating since everyone else on the roster is 55, knowing that they're all going to play above the level of 55. It's like, uh, you know, you don't need to sign... Um for those who sign for you know whatever uh, a phone deal or cable deal, whatever it is with uh, with, with a telecommunications company, hey, for the first two years you're gonna pay this much money, and it'll go up, right? Like the cap yeah. will, right? That's what it is. He has a massive amount of bandwidth at a very super cheap price that he's able to maximize and enjoy this run before it spikes up in the coming whatever season or two. No season together for sure. See, like, yeah. Like, but if they co- if uh, we're, back, we're right? not going to do that today because we have other things to cover. But yeah. like guys like Francois, uh, Francois Rochette, David Saint-Jean, uh, Corano Johnson, they're not staying at 55. No, no, like, they're not. And, and Terry Babel's quarterback rating, I think, will will preclude him from playing in Division E in spring. I don't know that for a fact. Um, I'm just guessing based on so his success this season. For primetime, uh, close one over Wild Hawks. What is it? What is their course of 69.8, action? 69.8, by the way. So, yes, he will have to be D. All right. Nice. Fair enough, then. What is their... 69 and Division D. 
That's a good sentence, it's Eagle. It's a very nice well sentence. Well done. Very nice, Eagle. Um, Primetime, what can be their solution or their course of action trying to win this game? They call themselves the best def- defense in the division. Carter Condon's amazing. Um, Alessio Miro, George Zerjotis, they're nice uh, complementary pieces on their defense. Ari Zerjotis as well. Um, This team also has a lot of interceptions. They have sort of a uh, rusher by by committee, it it appears. So, like, I'm curious to see how they handle that. Their their main rusher only played five games in uh, Ethan Adrian. Um, So, I'm curious to see if they go with um, a single rusher or if they do... Uh, rushed by committee uh, next game. He Ethan Adrian did have five sacks. He matched the season total when he sacked Jason Armenti five times against Wild Hogs the, the previous week. So if he's there, I expect him to be the number one rusher. Okay, so in, in that case, when we look at this right now for what could be the situation in this matchup here, we're saying it's the ultimate Goliath against the little minnow Davids of this world here. Jacob Souls. The name's very familiar. Mm-hmm. Football family. They have a history. FPF family, too. FPF family as well. Um, could could there be a scenario where they will make this game molasses and really slow it down and make it boring as bleep? Oh, Terry Babalus won't let that happen. Uh, I'm good. Let's say he does. Let's, say, you know what? Let's make it molasses. So I actually have, uh, I agree with Mo on this one a little bit. So I've been looking at the Thunder Buddies schedule. Here's an interesting trend. Week 9 is when they scored their lowest amount of points for at 20 versus V-Town. But since then, the quarterfinals and the semifinals have been their next lowest scoring games, including yeah. the last game where they only put up 21 points against FKU. So that strategy might actually work in terms it's of what, it's what primetime has. Terry. It's what primetime has to do. Uh, I think Jacob Souls will struggle to buy time with his feet yeah. because Terry Babalus, again, we talked about it on Monday's show, he's, he's destined to be a Hall of Fame rusher in FPF. Um, he asked me uh, who's my comparison. I forgot who the comparison was supposed to be. Remember, I was like, "Oh, I can't see that name." Oh, you didn't say it. You actually I know, didn't and tell I forgot us. Actually, it. So, and I forgot the name. Jerk. Uh, um, um, yeah. Maybe so, I was trying to, you know, trick him. So, um, I think Jacob Souls needs to avoid mistakes. Um, if you have a receiver who's going downfield with willpower, I don't care if you think he has a step. Willpower will win that ball in the air. Every time, it's his his ability to high point is amongst the best in FPF. Like not not um, in Division Six in all of FPF. We've seen it now with Will in Division Three, Division Two. He's not the fastest dude. He, the, the routes are good. Not the he's not like you know the the most refined route runner we've ever seen. But his hands and his ability to go get the ball in the air is next level. He's amongst the best in FPF. Should they get physical with him? If they yes, can. that's the thing you got to do. I think he gets irritated by that. He, it's just not his game, right? No, like there's like a mosquito bite that irritates him. Yeah, the, the, there are guys who who enjoy the contact um, yeah. and and sort of play through it, and that's not Will's game. Will's Will's a f- very much a finesse player. Um, so yeah, so there's that, and then you need to be careful of uh, Corona Johnson, David St. John defense. Um, and you need to do that all while Terry Babbles is rushing you. It's it's a lot yeah, to ask. It's, it's a it's a layered <laughs> cake of yeah. like okay, it's going to taste great if you are um, the whole process of Thunder Buddies, but if you're prime time, you need to kind of sour their mood because I think look, 
there, look, we, we could talk about some some of the finals that could be blowouts, right? <laughs> this could have a, a forensic touch of a blowout. <laughs> the concerning up. part is, uh, uh, you know, Eagle mentioned it. They haven't been clicking on offense the last two weeks, which could be a benefit for uh, for, for prime, prime time. time. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like because Thunder Buddies haven't been clicking, it, it's it's there's a chance that this doesn't get to be a blowout because of that. Because the defense is legitimate. Like, like they're they're really good. Um, you know, I I heaped a bunch of praise onto onto Will Power, yeah, um, and and the uh, the other the rest of Thunder Buddies, but Carter Condon might be the best defender in the division. You know what I mean? And and, and like, uh, you know, he doesn't have the experience that a lot of other guys have, but just the raw skill is there. The guy, the guy can play higher divisions now. I I know there, there's some other games that that are going to be heavily favored final matches, but if we do see an upset. And primetime wins. Would that be the the biggest upset of the week? No, primetime's really good. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's not a sexy style of play. Um, no, you're, you're not coming for the uh, for the food. No, that's what you want from Thunder Buddies, yeah. right? Like, like, what? You're not coming for the food? Well, no, primetime is you're not coming for the food. It's the ambiance. Okay. Well, now we know. Thunder Buddies, you coming for the food because that's. But I feel like you would want the opposite. You would want good food and shitty ambiance, wouldn't you? No, like I'll take I'll take like a, a dive in the wall Wait, rather than a super fancy place. Well, food that's take like the Lakers though, oh. right? See and be seen, right? You're not going for the game. You're not going for the team. You just want to be at the Lakers game. Well, this season you're not going for the no, team. No, exactly. That's why. Which <laughs> anyone who knows anything about basketball knew Russell Westbrook wouldn't fit in that team. But of course I, I not. Well, Frank Vogel was saying, but they want to listen to Frank Vogel. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Buddy Hill would have been a better fit. I'll die of on course. that hill. I would. I'll die on that hill. But he would have been better. That uh, that DeMar that DeRozan move ruined better. ruined the careers of Buddy Heald and Russell Westbrook at the oh, same time. Um, anyway, I I digress. Um, no, the the thing is, is that um, let's let's stick with it. Let's stick with it. When you watch Thunder Buddies, you're coming for the steak. You're coming for the shrimp. Um, you 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 want the flash, right? Like it's 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 a high end meal, um, and it, it's it's out there on display. Prime time. It's laid back. You know the 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 light is perfectly dimly set. Uh, the right kind of people are let in. The 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 music's perfect. Uh, it's just a nice spot, right? And that's 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 their comfort. I think I don't know. I don't really understand your comparison, so I'm just making do with it. Fair enough. But right. you know, but I'm a good teammate, and I'll support you, Mokan. Perfect. On to Division Five B. Sure. That's what I was going to set up right now. Division Five B. Um, this has uh, a lot of. Uh, FPF influence in this game. It is Trap Stars against Lockdown, a very own Eagle, somehow finagling his way through you, into the funnel. Do you want to interview Eagle while I urinate? Yeah. Let's do that. That was It, it was framed as a question. I didn't mean it as a question. Yes. As uh, PZ goes to uh, unload some urine. Eagle, welcome to the show. Thank you. How excited are you? Very honestly, um, for those that don't know, I started playing in winter 2010 and have not missed the season. So I think this is like season number 25 for me or something. You're like the Andrew Whitworth of like not making it to the big game. Now you finally do. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's dive into it. So Trap Stars this is a team that had a close win over Warriors. I was there to witness that. Um, Cooper Young. Oh, my. Is, is, uh, is, trying to get the game on the screen. So. Is uh, North Korea invading the, the uh, trap stars here? What's going on here? Okay, so Cooper Young. I look at his ability, his ingenuity. He, he has the, the skill set to win it with his legs and his arm. And, and, look, I'm asking you your game plan here, but if there is a pressing concern about him as a player, 
what is it that you that makes you feel like okay he can do this against us uh i think the main thing that i'm worried about from our team is not the the rushing or basically the ability to buy time with his feet i think uh, reese morgan tracy is going to be able to take care of that um what i'm more concerned about is the high completion percentage um which means that he can read a field and understand where the windows are and complete them so um a lot of our strategy especially on defense is around you know playing our game and waiting for the mistake and capitalizing on it and this season Cooper Young has not been a quarterback that falls into that trap right so I think from a defensive perspective we need to force him to make mistakes of which he doesn't do very often so that's probably the biggest concern that I have so who is a, a bigger concern from a receiving core standpoint is it Ryan Garber who had a monster game uh, the eventual game-winning touchdown on his hands or the best hair and Kyle Lechevere Oberfell. Oh no, it's Ryan Garber by far. I mean, that's that's a terrifying matchup on the field. He gets the majority of their targets. He gets the majority of their touchdowns. I think he had 16 over the year. Plus, like you said, clutch situations. He's their main guy, so he's the one we need to take away uh, and force Cooper to go to other people. And let's be honest, he doesn't really use the rest of his receivers as much as he uses, let's say, his top three guys in uh, Garber, Oberfield, and Namer. So well, yeah, Namer had a pretty good role as a third option. But you know, when when I look at this team here for Trap stars. I, I'm really intrigued by their defense and what they do on, on that side of the football. Um, they, they, they bend, but they don't break as often as some might do. And when you look at your quarterback and Buccaneer, we're going with Buccaneer, right? Yep. Perfect. Just want to make sure. He's back. So He's back. Uh, He's no longer Tyreed. No. But when you look at Buccaneer, he's had a bit of a twitchy playoff run. The first game that you guys had um, in Lachine, the day you flew out. Yeah. He didn't look like he was himself or comfortable. So does that concern you as a captain that if he gets off to a, a disjoint to start, it could really turn the tables against you guys? Absolutely. I think the biggest struggle Buck has had this season is falling behind and putting pressure on himself. Um Having known him for a long period of time and been at the poker table with him, he very much is a tilter. Um, and so it's a matter of making sure we control that pace, control the tone of our offense, play our game. I mean, I know that sounds cliche, but it comes down to, and obviously I'm not going to tell you guys how I play. Uh, oh, you're right. I don't know. Yeah. No, we, don't know. we have no idea. I can call your defenses from the booth. Yeah. <laughs> like literally he can. He beats you. I'm, sh I'm sure he can. You gave him some nice cannolis last summer. It's true, uh, That's but exactly, it's it's about it's about not making yeah. the mistake. But the right? thing is, that so so I've played a lot of defenses. Uh, let's say there are teams I've played often. Lockdown's one of those teams. Lockdown is not a team that beats you with deception. They beat you with execution. Is that a fair assessment? Yep. Yep. Um, and so, but when I do deceive you, you don't see it coming. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, Sorry, please. Do you mind uh, fixing my headset for me, please? Jesus. What about now? Hello? Yeah, oh, we're good. We're good. All right, good. I, right, we're, uh, I get to get out. There you go. Hello? They get to get out again. That's not working. The pen's too shallow. What about now? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Can uh, I continue speaking since... Uh, I can't hear you. I can't hear myself anymore. Uh, it's like in and out. Is this going to be the women's finals all over again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. Where are we? All right. I carry on as you said before. Now I'm good. Thank you. Okay. I have your permission to continue yes, speaking? Yes, carry on. Please, I insist. I have that hole in my... We need to fix the hole in my eye for next season, by the way. It's very distracting. It's like you're like a T-9000 over Thanks, Adam here. McKay. Um, the T-9000 over here. Yeah. 
Um, so the thing with the thing with lockdown, um, yeah. So like, wh- where your deception is effective is that you rule it out once or twice a game. Uh, the last time we played, I remember the only stop you got was turnover on downs where you did something I didn't expect, and there we go. So that works if it's a close game, right? Um, the thing is. If you're paying attention, it's easy to dissect what, what Eagle does. It's then your opportunity to uh, excel at execution better than Lockdown does, which is not particularly easy, um, you know. And and you're doing so against Cooper Young, who's a fairly new FPF quarterback, but he has FPF experience though. Sorry, yeah, he has FPF experience, and his play has been phenomenal. And their dads are super fans of ours, by the way. Cool. Well, now now we know we're no longer cheering for. Oh, now I feel bad. Well, when is your dad yeah. watch the show? Uh, no, he doesn't. So oh, my dad doesn't watch. You know, my dad. I know my dad doesn't watch the show because he knows that we record every Thursday, and he still calls me every Thursday. That's okay, though. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, is, it, is this for for lockdown uh, eagle? I mean, look, uh, the division wasn't that tough. I mean, no, I know Speakeasy took you guys to the last play in the conference. They finals. shouldn't have. Let's be real. Right, but but is this the toughest matchup? Um, maybe, I mean, I wasn't there for a few games this season, so I don't know exactly how some of them went down. I know the save a horse matchup was definitely tight. Uh, we had to drive for the win on that one. So that one was definitely up there in it. A few other games we made close, um, and that was our own fault type of thing. So I think overall, this is probably going to be the most well-rounded squad that we're going to play this season. And rightfully so it's the finals right um, so that's going to be that's going to be an interesting one in terms of you know how do we prepare for it is there so i'm gonna give you two names and if they if trap stars look to um exploit you beyond their number one receiver because you know ryan garber is the number one guy right um uh, he has been all season often oh no you play with my wire again oh sorry often <laughs> often in the season uh Sorry, often when you when you know that there's a number one talent and it comes in playoffs, you need to look to the secondary and ter- tertiary options. So Ryan Garber, Josh Namer, we know that they're going to get their looks. But we've seen Vincent Rizzullo, uh be effective as well as Kyle Oberfeld. So those two guys. David Vin- Giroux as well, just check downs. Yeah. So which of those three names, Vincent Rizzullo, Kyle Oberfeld, David Giroux, who's that next guy you're looking to take away after the, the top two? And why? Personally, probably uh, Giroud, only because that's how drives continue. Um, One of the things which, and this is not just us concept, this is an everything concept, right? I always say if you can get three to four yards per play just on checkdowns, you do that three times in a row, that's the first down. You do that all the way down the field. So if that happens because okay the big plays taken away the big receivers are taken away and you just get a few yards every play that works so i think for us that's going to be the big thing in terms of how do we avoid not only the big plays but also enough to keep the drives going um but there'll be some surprises this game let's put it that way all right on to 5a then and we have probably on paper one of the more lopsided games the Reet against Balls Deep, and of course, it's it was a weird way for Balls Deep to get into the finals. First off, we're thinking about Ryan Dobbs Garnet, yeah. who uh, who unfortunately suffered a, a very awful uh, facial injury on Tuesday night in at Loyola, and I highly doubt he'll be playing this weekend because unfortunately his face did not look uh, serene. Let's so let's that. let's fill people in on what happened here because there's a little bit of 
can I call it tomfoolery that happened in this game type of thing? You yeah, can you absolutely can. call it tomfoolery. Yeah. So Ravens were up 31-21, I guess, at that point in time. Yeah. Um, and then someone gets hurt. I don't know exactly who it was on the Ravens team, but someone gets yeah, hurt. Yeah, someone got hurt. Which, combined with the fact that some of their players aren't available for the game because they prearranged commitment, I believe it's a wedding. So yes, I mean, right. That's a pretty good reason to miss the finals. I understand that. They weren't going to have enough guys to field six, and so they were going to play five. So come the end of the game, even though they were winning, because they had that player go down, and now they were going to be five for the finals, they basically... Balls deep, they let them score, then they immediately punted, and then they let Balls deep score again for 12 points to basically win the game. Greatest comeback end. ever in FBF playoff history. Now yep. this going with, like you said, Ryan Garnett got a knee to the face. Before that. Pure accident. Yeah. Um, well, uh, do we want do we want to just talk about the fact that listen, let's put if you're way. diving for a ball and a receiver's trying to play the ball and there's contact because your face is next to the guy's knee, it's not intentional. So to call a guy what it's, he did, like what happened on yeah. that is a little bit ridiculous. Let's be real. Uh, look, we know Alexis Dubois. There's there's no way he did that on purpose. Uh, you know, Ryan is is frustrated, which is 100 percent understandable. Yeah, he got a concussion the previous week. Like, it's super unlikely to face one of these injuries uh, in the first place. To have them in back-to-back weeks is awful. It's just sad news. You know I feel terrible about this because I haven't made fun of Ryan once. And I love teasing Ryan. But, um, no, he, he, he just was just an unfortunate situation. Um, so, let's hope there's a game. Have, have we heard from the team? that uh, From all indications, we have a green light here that they will be playing on Saturday 3 p.m. Again, they were a bit surprised because, again, given the circumstances that they kind of backdoor their way through into this game here, the REITs are just a machine. And yeah. how do you glitch this machine to perhaps see balls deep pull off? What Again, I was going to say the size of the Ravens is how you do it, but they're not in they're the finals. They're not there. So, so. so we lose that, that sexy appeal matchup of, of a Ravens versus REITs battle here. So we get balls deep instead. Uh, I don't know where Ballsdeep has the advantage in this matchup. I can't figure it out. Look, uh, losing Ryan Dobbs-Garnett hurts offensively especially. And emotionally too because he's, he's the emotional linchpin of that team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you think he's going to be on the bench though? Because, I mean, having that there as much as maybe not on the him, field. Yeah, I think. He, I, I don't think be, he misses it. To be no, honest. he won't miss um, it. I don't, know if he, I don't think he'll play, but I I, um, I think he'll be there. Um the thing is, across the board, they're just so talented. Um, Dante Sperani, Michael Gattuso, Dustin Pierre is nonsense in terms of speed and length and size. And yeah. It's it's everything you're looking for. Um, and defensively, they're active. They break on the ball. Um, Santino Sperani was a great rusher on, you know, like on top of his quarterback play, on top of his ability to make plays on the ground. Eight rushing touchdowns is nonsense in FPF. Um, y- you know, he's only thrown four interceptions. And part of the reason that he only throws four interceptions throughout the season, Mo, is that he can take off at any time. So if the receivers aren't there, he, he can buy time. So, However, if I may interject here, go ahead. last three games he's thrown four INTs. Mm-hmm. And the regular season he threw three INTs. Yeah. Well, he threw four in the regular season. I'm counting three. Right now, off, I saw off. four on his. I, I see four, yeah, but on the personal profile, it has three listed. Carlo, uh, I beg your pardon. Uh, 
It is four, but I'm, I'm making it that he's had four in his last three games. Okay. So um, so he had three before, and then in the last three games, he's had four. Oh, because you're talking about the last game of the regular season. Yeah, exactly. I beg your pardon. I mean, it's kind of cherry-picking. Regular season, he has two interceptions, right? Yeah, you know, but anyway, the point is that yeah, it's it's been it's been like sure okay. So if you want to say it's been a little bit harder because of that, um, they still blew out the Goofy Goobers, who I thought were a really good team. Um, they 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 haven't really been challenged in the playoffs. Regardless, no, no. Do you feel like if if you hey we're gonna give the other team like a two score lead and make it more intriguing? Because um, again, I, I not to not to soil on on balls deep here, but. This is a real like. This could be one of those like Alabama. We're gonna come in there and steamroll your butts against Jacksonville State over here. I think. Um, or Georgia against like Kentucky. Well, yeah, that's a that's a more apt example. You know, you might as well take the uh, defending NCAA champion and not uh, the scrub uh, runners up. You know. Uh, anyway, just the best team in college football. Just wanted to bring that point. Yeah, anyway. just, uh, you know, might as well be factual. Of course. I'm sure they w- they don't be compared to the second place team, right? Um, no. But yeah, so all most of the season they've rushed Brendan Birch. My recommendation is Curly Mikul. Curly is deceptively quick. He's got great change of direction. It sucks because he's a great corner and he's a great That's flat say, defender. Don't you, you weaken your deep. team though if you do that? You need to contain the run. It's the priority. You need to contain the run. You need you need Santino Sparania to throw uh, off schedule. You need him to throw from different uh, arm angles, and the only person they have a chance to create those opportunities, I think, is is Curly Mikul. Because uh, like Curly's one of these guys who doesn't. He's played for a lot of different teams in FPF, right? And partially because of that, he doesn't get credit for being as good as he is. Um, but he's he's a legitimate uh, Swiss Army knife on defense. He can do so many things, including rush. Uh, I know it's not his preferred position. I know it's not the position he's best at. I just think he's the o- their only chance at creating turnovers. And on offense, they need to grind this game into the ground. They need Justin Weir needs to make this as boring as humanly uh, possible. I think what they have to do is uh, ask for technical timeouts every single time. For what? Uh, on a fi- technical timeout, yeah. fire completion. Uh, Go over, ask which who's rushing every time. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, uh, no, seriously, but like those type of things can like irritate a team, right? Because you know you're asking constantly who's the rusher, a uh, referee he didn't raise his hand properly. You know, those little things could kind of, you know, finagle some things here. But I get anything it. that could keep Spirani on the bench or not on the bench, but in the rusher's box for as long as yeah, possible, and, and f- frustrate them for not being on the, on the field on offense. It's 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 gonna be a, not a hill but a real mountain to climb for these guys here uh, and for Ballsy. But they if they do it, that is an unbelievable like successful achievement right there. But they're in for a serious serious heavyweight fight, and there could be two Alex Stackloves that could be champions. Oh um, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, you know what? If well, you guys aren't you guys are you guys on the same day? Saturday, Saturday. Yes. Yes. Back to back. So if if in theory. They do win, and you we do win. Picture. We need a picture of the Alex, yeah. Alex Daklas, the two yeah. Eagles. But like, do like the the handshake from Predator, where you guys are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. flexing and, str- and and like. Oh, but his biceps is way bigger. Than I know, I know, but it'll be <laughs> it'll be even funnier because exactly you guys you guys can't match up the way they did in that movie. So you uh, know, it's funny because my dad actually asked me about, hey, is there another Alex Daklas? I'm like, actually, yes, and I kind of know him. <laughs> 
How, why would your dad ask you this? Because he's like, how do you know him? Like, what part of the family is he connected to? And I said, I, I don't know. I don't know. But why family. did he ask you in the first place? Yeah. When he not but know how, I, I don't know. Someone mentioned something. There's another Alex Tackle. And I was like, yeah, oh, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your dad once in a while was just like, are there other people that are named? Should we eliminate them? Like, that's that's it. I don't think it was from that perspective. Okay. I mean, Although, I mean, there can only just be one. Look, other Alex Zakula, um, if a black SUV pulls up in front of your place, just, you know, lay low, lay low. Yeah, don't come out of the house. Don't come out. It's not the time. All right. On to... We're gonna Money do does f- some terrible things. We're, are we going to do one now or are we doing div one and two here? Let's let's see if we can get Brett Bodkin. He wanted to do later, so let's okay, see if no he's problem. actually free now. If not, uh, we'll try to get down with Zara. <coughs> oh, there we go. Mr. Bodkin. Brett, hey. answer your goddamn DMs. <laughs> yeah, my bad, dude. I'm trying to do a million things okay. at once right now. Just... I apologize. My bad, bad. I literally just finished class like five minutes ago. Oh, sorry uh, about that. I'm, try- I'm, I'm trying, to, oh, we're trying to do the show and I'm trying to deal with the... Uh, the broadcast teams at the same time. I got that. I will help you out for Saturday. Let me just get back to you. On yeah, let's go. Oh. All right. How about every game right. for us, please? <laughs> Absolutely <I'm>... not. But <laughs> All right, Brent, let's dive into it. We'll, we'll start off with um, Div 1. Uh, that's the first of the two games of the higher end. So we do have All-Stars against Braves. Uh, any surprise with those two teams in the final? No, I mean – no disrespect to the flight one, uh, one Lasak, what I mean. These are the top two teams in Division uh, Division One. Uh, let's just call a spade a spade here. Uh, I, these are the two teams I fully expected to be going head to head for the championship this weekend at the beginning of the season. Were you surprised by Braves' ability to nullify uh, Flag Lasak's offense the way they did? Uh, yeah, and you know what, man? So standing on the sideline, right? And and Julian Pema. I mean, let's let's be real here. I mean. Uh, no disrespect to, to Matt Kerouac. I, I think Pema has the title, I would say, right now is the best rusher in FPF for the last number of seasons, and he, he showed why. He made the – he basically not, – not single-handedly, obviously, but with his ability to rush and get back to the passer so quick, he caused the quarterback just to have to get rid of the ball before his receivers were, were turned around, uh, finishing routes before his feet were set, and it, it led to a lot of one-hoppers uh, one off the ground. Well, with, with respect to Kerouac, it's just that at this point his, his bones are dust – and it's fitting because he's <laughs> wow. uh, he was around at the time Dust was created. So his his advanced age has made it so that Julian Pema is now the best rusher in FPF. Correct. Uh, more more surprised. Um, you you said right now you you were surprised by how they neutralized Flagmore Sack, but are you surprised by the fact that Gryffindor they were in control of the narrative against All Stars? And then come second half, All-Stars flipped the switch and then ran it up on Gryffindor to win that matchup. Listen, I mean, you know, being there with you on the sideline, well, I mean, we saw, like, Gr- Gryffindor was, they got that early interception in Jagomas off, off of Kevin, obviously, and it, you thought that that would kind of turn the switch and you thought that may, that may be a sign of things to come. But second half, like, that defense, let, let's be honest, I mean, they're, they're a veteran team, right? They, they all just littered with Hall of Famers, All-Stars, so on and so forth. Am I surprised that they, they flipped the switch on Gryffindor? No, not entirely. I, I mentioned in my article the loss of Dominic Mano for the Gryffindor offense would be huge. And I, I talked to AJ after the game, and he said I was exactly right. I mean, the loss of that big target over the middle of the field, what Dan Lazar and the guys had to do pretty much was just rely on like little drags or little hooks on the sidelines, and that's all uh, the All-Stars gave them defensively in the second half. All right, on to the final now. Uh, Braves and All-Stars split their season series 1-1. Uh, mm-hmm. Both games were in the first four weeks of the year, so they haven't seen each other in over two and a half months. Uh, coming into this game, what is a key storyline that you're looking forward to on Sunday evening? 
I mean, I think it's going to be the battle of the quarterbacks. Like any football game, I mean, that's where you have to start, right? Why I think that's my who. It's arguably the GOAT against the the best there is right now. Best there is currently, if you will. Uh, you could say maybe it's like a, a Brady versus Mahomes kind of thing. Or in my opinion, Joe Montana, if he came back and played against Pat, Pat Mahomes or whatever. Um, no one knows who Joe Montana it's... is in today's uh, football. What's a Joe Montana? Exactly. Uh, simmer down. Simmer down. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you, you have the two best quarterbacks right now and currently, obviously, in FPF going head-to-head. I mean, you look at the matchups. The tons of matchups. You have the Pilon brothers. Obviously, you you have you have Pat Jerome. You have Paul Lapierre. The the names are endless for both sides. It's going to come down, I think, to who could get the most stops and try to at least get one stop out of these quarterbacks, or of these quarterbacks, I should say. Um, yeah. So, with regards to um, Braves and All Stars, we saw again the way the Braves defense was able to to really nullify an explosive defense. Is that uh, something they can do against, you know, the improbable run that Kevin Wyatt has had and, and, and how he's been sort of the best for so long? Um, can they do that again, or will it have to be score for score? I wouldn't touch your Kevin <sighs> Wyatt this time. I didn't yeah, touch him yeah. this time. So, um... <laughs> Sorry. There you are back. We're back. Mo and I have been fighting all show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your your question is: Can the Braves defense pretty yeah, much like, neutralize like, the like, All Stars? The game script can it be the same kind of thing where they they use their defense to control the game, or will that do you do you think it'll have to be trading punches? No, I mean no, they they can't do that. To the All Stars, listen, I mean the Braves are a great team, and as we saw last night against Five One Sack, they were able to neutralize that team. But you look at the All Stars. I mean, was their offense that great in the first half against Griffin? No, but they didn't. They know how to turn it on. Right? I mean, listen. Both teams are championship teams, offensively and defensively. I just, I think the matchups for the All Stars, I think it's going to go in their favor. Because I mean, you look at this this Brave defense, right? I mean, they got a little bit of size, obviously. JD Chevalier, uh, George Garrity. Who's going to stop Pat Jerome on it? Consistently stop Pat Jerome on that defense? Who has the size and the speed to match up with Pat Jerome? We saw last night. He got touchdowns on uh, on Jalen Graves. He got touchdowns on Jared Taylor. Eight. He got touchdowns as, uh, or big plays on AJ. It's these are some of the phenomenal players that we have in our game. And Padrone just slices and dices any defense. If one of these quarterbacks throws an INT, could that swing the game around for either or? Well, that's what I said before, right? I mean, I think it's going to come down to whoever can get a stop on one of these quarterbacks. I mean, th- these guys are pretty much perfect for the most part. They do they do have mistakes, obviously, like anybody else. But in a game that's going to be, I think, really back and forth, it's going to come down to who can get that key stop. If we go back, we wind the clock for a minute, back to the uh, to the spring season where Contraband beat the Braves. I believe Mahu had an interception in that game. I think he was the only quarterback to throw an INT, and and obviously uh, Contraband got the late TD from Lazaro de Pilon. That was pretty much the difference maker right there, right? I think it's who could get the first INT and who has possession of the ball last. Those are going to be the two big things in this game. All right, on to dip two. Uh, KGP, Terror Squad, uh, the two best teams in that, in that division. Uh, one thing I've noticed, Brent, with uh, KGP of late is their slow starts out of the gates. It's like they're stuck in the blocks and this wait till they're behind like by 20 meters and then catch up and surpass that team. Right. Uh, how important is it for them to have a better start than the weeks past and really 
control the narrative. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna counter you on that. With it doesn't really matter how they start. I mean, listen, having a a, a good start, you know, coming out uh, all engines firing is great. That's what you want. But as we've seen with this KGB team, they always have a habit of the late game heroics. Whether it's getting a last second touchdown to win the game or getting a last second stop. That's been, I don't know if you guys remember the team, obviously, the, the Cardiac Kids or Tony Curry. That's what these guys are. They're, they're basically the Cardiac Kids reincarnated. They always find a way to pull it out no matter what happens, whether it's a, a bad start or whether it's a second half sluggish start to, 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 the, to the second stanza, if you will. They always find a way to pull it out. That said, last time we saw them in the finals, it was a whomping. And um, yeah. do you think there is uh, a way that KGP can do that against the terror squad? Or do you think this is finally uh, someone that can prevent them from winning their fourth straight championship? I'm, I'm going to go on a limb here and say it's not going to be a whooping. Uh, okay. Yeah, K, KGP, yeah, that's not going to happen with terror squad. Again, you, you have that same problem. I mean, you, you have to stop Pat Jerome and you have the Pinlone brothers. And don't forget, when they played in the regular season, the 34-31 win by KGP over the terror squad, Alex Pilon didn't play in that game. I think we all know the 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 the, the skill of Alex Pilon. I think he, he definitely makes up at the very least that three point deficit, and the Terrace Squad will get the regular season win. Obviously, he's eligible for the playoffs, as is the rest of our roster. I I think I'm leaning towards sorry sorry to jump the gun there, but I think I'm leaning towards the Terrace Squad. And as good as KGP has been in this postseason, pulling out late victories against the Apocalypse and pulling out a late victory against the, the Party Crashers. I don't see them doing that again against Terror Squad. Who are the additional options for Tam Villa Death um, that could, like the secondary and tertiary options that can allow them to to really see the best version of their offense? I think Nicholas Gropini. I mean, I remember when, when he first came into the league, I believe he was playing, I think he was rushing. I believe we were just playing pretty much a defensive role, but he's really evolved as, as a receiver. I mean, you look already, he's tied for the lead in touchdowns on this team with 10. Uh, another guy who I like too, who gets a little bit of pub, but not as much as he should, is Alex Poulain Rio. Uh, he, he's great on both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. obviously, seven TDs this season, but he makes an effect on that defense. And, and Vincent Mello, who I think is actually going to be the key to the victory here for the Terra squad, his ability to cause Cutler, listen, as good as for Cutler is, we all seen he, he's a great player, but he does throw some ducks sometimes. If you get him to throw without setting his feet properly, yeah. he does throw across his body a lot. And I think Mallow is going to be key for that defense. He's going to have to I'm, be key. I I'm glad say. you mentioned that because I've been on Vincent Mello since I first saw him playing FPF and the dude is awesome. The yeah, dude, 100%. Like, he looked like Div 1-2 ready from from Jump yep. Street. So I'm happy to see it. Brett, if KHP go, goes on to win this Div 2, uh, how would you rank their success of, of runs that they've had, which has been championships? How many years now, Pete? How many seasons were they going to this, this would be their fourth straight championship. Fourth straight championship at different divisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yeah, Division C, they won. They won Division B already, uh, as you guys are saying, the fourth championship. I mean, you, you would have to put them up there with the Montreal Finest slash All-Stars, obviously the Braves, uh, the Hurricanes from back in the day. You, you'd have to put them up there. I mean, listen, they're a team that's constantly in contention every year, right? No matter how many guys they add, how many guys they, they lose, which is not many, obviously. They're, they're always in contention. Sometimes they play ugly football. Sometimes they play great football. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, they get the W, when it matters most. So I think if they're able to pull off the, the victory on Sunday, I think you definitely have to put the KGB, a uh, KGP, pardon me, name up there with some of the grades that we've seen in FPF. Now you mentioned the Hurricanes. Would you or would you not compare them to like Bob Cousy? 
<laughs> wow. Because, you know, 30, 37% career shooting, didn't win anything till Bill, Bill Russell got there and played sure. against plumbers, as per J.J. Redick. So <laughs> that, was, that was the plumber era. Of a FF, fine yeah, Duke uh, athlete over there. You're damn right, my friend. You're damn right. Uh, yeah, listen, man. It wins a win. It doesn't matter. You, you, you can get it against plumbers or you could get a shirt <laughs> W against MoCon and any of MoCon's teams. Oh, who's I Coach mean, K co- uh, uh, coaching next year for? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Shut sorry. Up, exactly. Carry on. With yeah, okay. Relax. 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 You mean other than Anyways. Team America? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 Can win the man's an icon, okay? Yeah, well, a couple of fluke losses against UNC. Who cares? No one remembers that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah, listen. I mean, it doesn't matter how they, if you, you present them to Bob Cousy, you, you can call them, uh, I don't know, Elvis Gerback if you want. It doesn't matter. Nice, they get the win, they get the win. Trent Dilfer. To get the win, to get the win, baby. Who cares? So just no compliments for Hurricanes. Got it. Awesome. It's good. <laughs> They're not around to hear it anymore, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, Brent, before we let you go, um, your article will be coming out. I'm actually working on it right now. I'm trying to, to bang it out. I'm hoping tomorrow Friday. I'm hoping for tomorrow night. It's very, very late. It's to be out Saturday morning. Okay, so I'm I'm this week is a game. misery for the media, right? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we love, like, honestly, like, we we legitimately love it. Like, it's fun to be part of the roadshow and all that. But my God, it's, it's so hectic. much stress. It's so much work. Yeah. Um, well, especially yeah. this extra time because everything got delayed by like yeah. a month and a half. So it's just making everything so Com- much worse. It compounds and like the yeah. well, the, exactly. the th- we're we're three of the four play-by-play analysts for which the there's the heaviest burden of preparation, right? So it's, um, yeah, it's a it's a hectic so, week. We Brent, ta- it buys you time, though. You only have to have the article ready before 7 o'clock on Sunday, so you have a little bit more uh, leeway. <laughs> so, Brent, <laughs> Anyways, I'll have, I'll have it on Saturday for sure. Before we let, we let you go here, um, without giving your pick, because we, we will wait for the article to come out with your picks, um, is there a lean towards who you think is the favorite to win Div 1 and Div 2? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I kind of uh, opened that kind of worms a little earlier. Uh, I'm, I'm saying for Div Two, it's going to be um, Terra Squad. I think Terra Squad is just too talented to to uh, a have the last second falters that a team like the Party Crash. Listen, I was at that Party Crashers game as you were in Mo. I even wrote in my article last week. Party Crashers should have beat KGP. Party Crashers' problem was the fact that they started going after Matthew Lepage on the right hand side for no reason when the left hand side by being guarded by James Aker and and Qu- I, hope, I hope I pronounced that right and Quasi Gordon Mall. They were giving up penalties and they were giving up a ton of yards. I don't know why Party Crashers decided to throw it to the right hand side of the field when it wasn't working all day long. Right. Regardless, KGP pulled it out. Terra Squad would not make those same type of mistakes. So I'm, I'm definitely pulling. Uh, I'm definitely thinking Terra Squad is going to pull it out. And for Division One, it's going to be tough. Uh, two great teams, two two teams that are stacked everywhere, pretty much. Um, yeah. I think the size advantage goes to uh, the All-Stars. Obviously, Paul. Not, not even talking about Paul. Just other guys like Chris Millard and that. They have the size advantage. Um, I don't want to get Mike Pierce saying too mad because he's on my team in Division C this summer. But um, I'm going to go with the All-Stars, I think. The All-Stars is uh, by five points. Okay, so yep. let me to read the article then. Perfect. I'll break it down a little, a little bit better in the article. You don't worry, my friend. It's what you got to do, Brent, is you got to pick the opposite thing in the article. That's what I always do. Yeah, I pick it's, one it's thing on the idea. show and an opposite. So like, that way I know who's, who's, who's consuming which content. Data collection. Again, I, 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 I can be swayed. I can be swayed, right? We're, we're, we're Thursday night. I mean, I could definitely change my mind. The Braves Everyone's are a great team. Picking the Braves is not a foolish thing either. So, yeah. Everyone's got a Same thing with uh, KGP. But has it ever happened to you? Uh, just one quick question. 
uh, just more about process than anything else. Because this is actually 100% happened to me where on the show, I, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think this team will win. And then as I'm breaking it down, I'm like, oh, actually. You talk no. yourself out of it 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100% it's happened happens. to me a couple times each season that I've worked in the media. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Not 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 even just championship games. I'm talking about even a regular season. Yeah, yeah regular season. My mind, have exactly. Yeah, 100 percent happens. 100. percent So you got to tune into the article to see 100 percent where I'm going Final on Saturday. Picks, even though he picked exactly. Terra Squad, and my change, my change. <laughs> look, the line can move, Mo. The line can exactly. Move. Exactly. Injuries can happen. You look at last year. My, my, my peer saying, yeah, he broke his ankle there last year, right? Right before I the mean, finals. Cambellia death a day can... before the finals. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let, let's hope that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Let's time. let's yeah. not yeah. be not really not really uh, crap out that. Pile. Jesus. All right, Brent. Thanks so much. Uh, we'll look forward to your article, and we'll see you on the weekend for Rocho for whatever division uh, PZ has you lined up for. Yeah. Well, just answer that question, and you'll know which divisions. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, man. All right, boys. Thanks. Right, be good, Brent. Brent Bakken, uh He'll have his Div One, Div Two article coming out uh before before the finals on sunday for div one at 7 p.m div two will be the last game of the winter season and we'll wrap it up over there all right on to div three i believe dan lazar will be joining us here eagle is that the that one? is correct we are going to get down the, the rdp romo tony romo over here hopefully you get him here he might be watching the basketball game though that would make two of us yeah no no we have uh, we have mr lazara here do Can we? you guys hear me? Me, Dan. Yeah, we Danny. hear you. Oh, hear us, Danny boy. There we go, Dan. Hold up, hold up. My settings, I'm trying to get it onto my earphones. Where are you? You're at the always playing basketball. No, I am at the practice field right now. Coaching up a practice. Awesome. Earphones don't work. I can't see you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just hang up? What a... Me, bro, this guy hung up on us. Yeah, I gotta come back. The RDP Romo hung up on us. You call random people in RDP until you find them. Dan Lazar? No, sorry. Okay, wrong number. Dan Lazar? No, sorry, wrong number. 648. No, I mean, yeah, no answer now, this guy. Jeez. Except. Oh, boy. Uh, there's a phone ringing in our, in our room. Yeah, I'm is aware. He, is he here? This is, like a, this is like a haunted... Is like, he in the building? It's like a horror story. Dan. Dan, can you hear us? Can you hear me now? Yes, we yes, hear Yes, I can. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, right, what's up, boys? Boy. What's up, what's up, what's up? Need. All right, Dan Lazaro, Dan Lazaro, who is the Div Three article um, writer for this past season. So, Dan, let's let's dive into it. Before we get into it, uh, Eagle, do you mind getting me a picture of, uh, if you don't mind, Eagle? I forgot to ask you beforehand. Just Google it. And just get me the image of Russell Wilson, Ciara, and Roger Goodell at Super Bowl, please. Wait, 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 yeah, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. I gotta just get this working here. Give me a second. It's a very specific picture. No, no, th- th- those are the three. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't hear a word you guys are saying. You don't hear us? All right, we'll call you back in two seconds, uh, Lazara. <sighs> Why is this happening? It know. was working fine before. We'll call back in two seconds here. Sorry, Eagle. If you don't mind me g- getting that picture of Russell Wilson. It's not like he's doing anything else at the moment. I know. I just wanted to get it ready. <laughs> Dan! 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 Lazara! Dan! Danny Boy! DL! Yep. I, I hear you guys. Me, go. bro. You serious? Can you hear us yeah, now, Danny Boy? Facebook. What do you want to do? Yes, I hear you. I hear okay, you. Perfect. Uh, so, Eagle, can you give me a picture of, of Wilson, Ciara, Goodell, Super Bowl, please? No. <laughs> can you do that for me, please? Let's oh, get a picture, please. Goodness. Thank you. 
All right, uh, Dallas Zara, who was the Div Three writer, uh, yep. covering it all season long, did a really good job. The audience the heard that already. Just just because Dan didn't hear it, I know, the so audience heard it. Already. I just want okay. to reaffirm his uh, confidence. Perfect. All right, so Dan, we we have the the two teams here, Bless against Junkyard Dogs, and I, I see you're you're rubbing your chin right now, thinking about what we're going to talk about. Your yeah. thoughts? Let's go. Your thoughts on these two teams making it to the finals that we'll see on Sunday night? Uh, okay, so started off, thank you, our dogs. I don't know if you guys can hear me still. We do. Oh, my screen, it froze, but my face, but anyways, okay. So, Junkyard Dogs, completely impressed with what I saw this season. It's such a roller coaster of a year for these guys, and for Jason Rossi to take his team to the chip, it's big, it's big. He has some good players, and he's utilizing them well but they're going up against Goliath right now. And that's blessed. And these guys are not playing around. I mean, Marvin's playing with a cast on, guys. That should tell you everything you need to know. Marvin Who needs Steinberg, two hands? Yes. Who needs two hands? You can play with one. Right, right. Kevin Wyeth showed us that he there can do go. a one hand, so there everyone's thinking. Yeah, exactly. So is there, sorry, yeah. ask me, is, there, is there a weakness within the blessed team that you can say, you know what, maybe Junkyard Dogs could exploit to their advantage? Yeah, uh, if Smuda doesn't play, this is going to be big because their height on Junkyard Dogs could be exploited. And I could see yeah. very well Jason Rossi just tossing up the golden pass and watching the Submersion Brothers, one of them just coming down with a moss. Or even Paul Pierre. I mean, they have some big bodies that could go up and just win jump balls like aggressively. You know what I'm trying to say? Like These guys, they're, they're ballers. They're, you can't, you can't, can't just sleep on them. The thing, the thing with uh, when looking at this matchup, um, when Blast is preparing for drunk, Junkyard Dogs, um, and obviously we saw the success all season long that Sean Merchant had as a receiver, um, who who take who do they use to try and take that away? It's a good question. I really think it's not going to be one player though. I think it's okay. a team effort. Blessed has been doing that all year long. They play really well team defense. If you watch any of their games, they're mm -hmm. always communicating on everything that's coming across the middle, going deep, going short. They're really well of staying on the same page with each other, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be going into the huddle saying every play, guys, watch the deep ball, watch the deep ball, watch the deep ball, constantly reassuring them. And you got to force Jason to try and drive the field. I mean, he's proven it that he could do it, but now it's championship game. Here we go. If he, doesn't, if he can't take his deep shots... Is he going to be able to go five, six minutes down the field? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, when you look at the blessed receiving court, Philip Ferrand had 13 TDs. If you take him out, does does that increase JYD's chances? But you look at blessed, they have a lot of guys who have caught a boatload of touchdowns on that roster beyond Ferrand. Is Ferrand out? Did I, not, did I miss something? No, he's he's in. Uh, he did you kind play. of framed the question more well as if he wasn't playing. If he if he was, yeah, okay. If so he was just you, Dan. I don't mean like in a hitman type of way, but if he's if he's neutralizing this in this game, okay, got he's neutralizing this game. Uh, okay, if he's neutralizing this game, I think it definitely plays a huge factor. I mean, like you said, eighteen touchdowns, no joke. The guy's a he's a baller completely. Like he's gonna be playing in the higher division sooner rather than later. I have no doubt about that. Is he headed and to uh, also, is he headed to Dan Lazaro's Div One team? We're trying, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying to call the agents. You know, we're working the deals, but uh, right now the, the lines are stuck. Right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard, I heard Stephen, Harper, Stephen Harper. So he keeps hanging the phone up for you. You know, it's like I you know it's yeah, not going. Yeah, 
Okay, okay, on the topic of Steven, this man, I told him to at the field. He doesn't want to accept it, but sooner or later, he's coming up into the higher divisions as well. He's the best he's play a baller. Call, he's the best play caller and play designer in FPL. In I opinion. told him, you work on that arm strength, you're going to be one of the best quarterbacks in this league. Even if you're God knows what age, in 20 years from now, he could still end up being one of the best quarterbacks in this league. Why? Because, like you said, his play calling is fantastic, and he's really accurate with the ball. You think Stephen Harper's side wouldn't have blown a 10-point lead against All-Stars? I don't know. I, don't know. I, I hope week. not. Uh. You got to fight him this weekend. That's, oh, that's what you got to do. Let's hear me not show up now. <laughs> but, you, come uh, on you guys are crying. I expect but, it. I expect it. What do you want to do? But so, like, to that point, I, I, I'm actually with you, Dan. I think he, he, he needs to keep climbing through the divisions because he has success. He's had success at every division. Um when I, when I think of him, the player comp that comes to my mind is Roshni Benablicator, right? Where Roshni won games with his play calling, with his play design. Didn't have the strongest arm in the division. Uh, Corey Pecker was another guy that didn't have that beautiful ball. And, and Corey Pecker, I think, still hasn't thrown a spiral in, a, in, a, in all of FPF history. So uh, Yet, he was effective, right? And so, he, to me, fits that mold. To me, the play that really explains how smart and how efficient Steven is, is their la- semifinals game last weekend, or Tuesday night, sorry. Was it Tuesday night? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was yeah, Tuesday night. Tuesday, yeah. It's one possession game. Sheesh managed to, uh, to come back into this game after being down big. And it's third down. You need a big play. You know it's going to be man-to-man, tight press, man-to-man, even though you're not a lot of contact, but that's another story. Yeah. Tight press, man-to-man. What does he go with? A wheel by a snapper. Oh. Oh, what a play. What a yeah. play call. Because you never expect what that. What a play right? call. Never, never, never would you expect that. I was so stunned by that, and I was actually impressed. I'm not going to lie. That was really cool to see. Uh, Danny Boy, when you look at the pass rushers, Terry Babalis and Hinsley Adams, who has the edge in this matchup? Oh, oh, I don't know. This is like the Jordan-LeBron debate over here. I don't know if I could choose one. Yeah, I know you guys are big on that debate. They're, 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 they're two of the, the, the best in the division, obviously. Two of the best in the league at this point. Um, I don't know. For me personally, when I see that, I imagine it has a bigger impact uh, against Rossi, right? Because Rossi moves more than, than Harpersad. Harpersad just gets rid of the ball so quick. But if the defense can can force Harpersad to get the second, third read, maybe that's where we see Hinsley Adam have, have that impact. I think regardless, we're going to be hearing about both these rushers' names on Sunday, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Uh, they both play in like a huge factor for their team. And both teams have really good coverage downfield, so it's not going to be as easy as just, okay, both quarterbacks are going for 78% completion percentage easily. Like We're talking about these guys holding thirds, maybe even their fourth read. I mean, we're talking about Hensley Adams and Terry Bablis. These two guys are known for not making you go to their second and third read. So I could see them both having... One, maybe even two sacks apiece. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, ter- uh, Terry, uh, Danny Boy, before we, we let you go, uh, when will your article come out? Oh, I like to... Okay, usually what I, I like to do a little trend over here. I was releasing them all on game day, but seeing as it's the finals, we might get a little treat, maybe a day earlier. I don't oh, know. my goodness. Like, a day early. Yeah. Ooh la la. How lucky should we be, man? Be a day early. You know? Very excited. Very excited. Uh, have you picked Very out your uh, Have you picked out your clothing attire for Sunday's debut of the RDP Romo? Oh, uh, I'm gonna. I'll dress you for sure. Yeah. Well, that's not. That's not. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm not worried about that. By the way, there's there's a no beard policy for the finals, huh? What? There's no beard I'm policy. Not what? <laughs> yeah. I'm sick. I'm I was sick. gonna say, I don't I know. Man. I, I don't have know. alcoholism. I'm sick. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. We look forward to, to your article coming out before the finals, uh, Danny boy. Great job by you uh, on your maiden voyage as a as a subscriber for FPF, and look forward to calling the game with you, perhaps. On also, Sunday. answer your DMs. I need. I need. What, why the perhaps? Mo has another I can't do another. No, no, he, he gets so stressed when I say maybe I can't do it. Me, bro. What are you talking about, bro? Like, but so I don't stressed. know if I'm gonna do my broadcasting FPF career in a sem- in a finals. It's got to be with Mo Khan. That's I, right. I, I would imagine. <laughs> he gets but, so nervous um, when I say I can't if, do it. If you can, if you can answer my DM, Dan, please do because I need to. I need some answers on those on that question. Oh, uh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes, Thanks, I know. Hey, okay, well, I got to okay. find somebody else if you can't do it, okay? All right. Last so question I have for you, Dan. Okay. Since you're, you're channeling your inner Patrick Mahomes, would you want to play with offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy? Are you kidding me? Of course. Why wouldn't I? What? What, what kind of question is that? Because a quote came out a little while ago. Eagle? Yeah, LaShawn McCoy is co- basically saying... Can you uh, then provide the context? Yeah, no, I wanted to just set it up this way. Uh, LaShawn McCoy has said that the reason why he stopped playing in Kansas City was because of him. And apparently that seems to be the oh. trend for other things, and that's the reason why he's not getting head coaching jobs elsewhere. So, I don't know. What I see is Mahomes getting 50 touchdowns a season, and he's the OC, so... 2 plus 2 equals 4 in this situation. Or 50 in this case. 2 plus yeah. 2 is 50 in this case. Yeah, but then again, Rodgers called his own <laughs> plays without the OC, right? So... Yeah, they didn't go he, far. Wait, he, he, he called all those icos for coming me. hot, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he scored seven against San Fran, and we never heard from him ever again after that. Okay, Danny Boy, okay. we'll see you Sunday. Have a good all one. All right, boys. Have yourself yeah. a good one. Take it easy. Dan Lazaro. And I lost good my dude. Yeah, lost my headset again. Oh, yeah, this time I have it. We're good. We're good. We're good. I have it. Now. I think just to hold it. I got to hold it now. <laughs> we're good now. Okay. Uh, we're going to have uh, Iggy Magnus join us. To wrap How it many up. goddamn divisions do we have? I'm we're, so we're, tired. We're, we're flowing through. We got another 10 more minutes to We're go actually doing good on time, yeah, to be yeah, honest. Sorry. We'll be done by like. Ooh, we're done. As Iggy Magnus will join us now to discuss 4A and 4B, and then we'll have our picks. And uh, it, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's almost satisfying to realize that we're finally going to have winter champions as Iggy has yet to pick up his phone and as I try to buy time. End of the first quarter, 27-20 Warriors. Yes. I love providing live uh, score updates for a podcast that's not live. Yeah, exactly. People are like, what? It's one of my favorite things. So if you you forgot what happened in yesterday's basketball game, I'm reminding you that the Warriors were up 27-20 with six seconds left in Q1. Q1, exactly. All right, we'll wait for uh, Iggy Magnus. Uh, he should join us soon, I hope. Uh, He's here. We're just trying to get uh, camera stuff. So give me oh, one camera, second really? here. Can he see us on the camera? Or? Uh, he will be able to see us. Oh. I just got to do this. Right, because we've got the U Vultures, which is, I think is going to be a, a really good matchup on Saturday afternoon. But the U might be under undermanned, though. How come? Uh, one guy got hurt. They might be five. Uh, there he is, Iggy. How's it going, Iggy? Can't hear Can't us. Can't hear you, boys. Hear us now. Can you hear us now? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Yeah, please show the people. Yes, a lot. How about now? Yes, sir. All right, Eggy. Were All you right. troll were you trolling me with uh <laughs> Honestly, I wish that was designed that way, but no, that was just an oops. For some stupid reason, when I do Facebook calls, it doesn't remember my camera setting, and because the cameras are used for the stream, they just like it's in use, so it fails. 
So I have to unremember which camera I was using to then re-remember which camera I was using, but that also forgets the microphone. So right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, we're doing Duns, right? Production stuff, guys. We'll, we'll, you don't need to talk yeah. about this. We're doing Duns, uh, we're doing Duns uh, uh, post game on Sunday. Is that what we're doing on Sunday? Post yeah. Game? Or right. Saturday. Oh, Sunday. I'm not well, he's not there Saturday. Yeah. I mean, Sunday is date night with me. That you. sounds like it's a you problem, Mo. No, it's, it's a us problem. Okay, Iggy Magnus here with us for a 4A and 4B. We'll dive into 4B first. Uh, Iggs, we got the U and the Vultures. Uh, the U might be undermanned uh, yeah. on the weekend here. Uh, how much of a ch- game changer is that? that they will not have a, um, the artillery to roll with against a very good Vulture team. Yeah, well, not only that, guys. They they played a terrible, and they'd be the first ones to admit it, they played a terrible semifinal game against Le Vercheval. So they're not just, like, physically stumbling their way uh, into the finals. Their play is showing uh, showing that as well, at least in, in their last game. Um Look, they're they're lucky though that Levashval were just as bad as them, because if not, they're not coming away with the semifinal win to go into the finals. Uh, but yeah, on top of that, like you mentioned, Mo, uh, looks like two of their guys uh, are injured. Find out uh, who exactly in my article. Uh, so a little uh, little preview there. Okay, that um, concludes our four uh, yeah. P uh, <laughs> coverage. Let's go to four A. All right, to weird evasiveness <laughs> from the. Yeah. Carry on, Alex. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, look, they're they're stumbling their way into the finals. It's going to be really hard to. Uh, it was already going to be hard for them to say contain Ben McMahon. It's going to be just that much harder. Uh, looks like they may be shorthanded going into the game. We'll see. Uh, we'll see on Saturday. I believe it's Saturday at yeah, 2, uh, two o'clock. 2 yeah, or just about probably about two fifteen. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the schedule is going to be delayed because yeah. games can't start as soon as the other ones end no, because this, this is playoffs. Not, uh, a conveyor belt. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Now on the other side, you say you know, of course, Vol- but our commissioner didn't seem to get that message. No. <laughs> no. So yeah, so for the other side though, uh, for the vultures, they actually have an interesting storyline going in. Uh, Pease, as you know, you and I called their spring championship final, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't recall this the specifics of it, but Ben, Ben McMahon to me, you know, we're watching uh, the quarterfinals beer belly versus voodoo game. And he goes to me and he says, man, do you remember that pick I threw? And I'm like, not really, dude. We were, we were calling the game. We were a a few beers deep, you know? And he's like, yeah, shit. So, so what I did is I watched uh, that uh, the last segment there of the finals and they were up two scores with about four minutes left in the game. And they let that lead evaporate. They let the Bruins score a quick one. And Ben McMahon uh, just, you know, he first missed Kevin Donnett on a post route uh, that would have iced the game. And then second, throws a pick to Louis Bejin, uh, a bit of a, an untimed route with, uh, with snapper James Drysdale. And he, uh, that interception, the Bruins take advantage, uh, turn it into six points. Uh, maybe seven or eight, and they uh, they steal the championship from the Vultures. So Vultures uh, this year are have been playing like uh, like they want to get back to the finals. They're here now, uh, and it's a uh, it's a real uh, cool storyline for them to try and uh, seek revenge. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so you've pl- you faced the Vultures in the playoffs. And we're not yeah. successful, obviously, because the Vultures are in the finals. Um, yeah. Not saying that to rub salt in the wood. It's I a am. set of context. I am. Uh, you also, <laughs> in week 11, Honey Martin defeated the Vultures 19-6. So, 
what were the two different versions of the vultures? Why were the two results so drastically different? So there was actually a couple things there. Uh, one of them, uh, it's a schematic thing that we actually uh, did do during the regular season that we didn't do uh, during the, the the quarterfinal game. Seems and like a good decision looking, after... Looking, no, looking back on it, we should have done that thing uh, that I thought was a bad idea, but ended up being a, a good idea after I watched that finals game, something that the Bruins also did. Um, so 10 days later, I'm looking back and just shaking my head like, damn, we, sh- we should have done this thing to Ben McMahon. Um, the second thing, though, they put James Drysdale as a rusher on uh, on uh, David Rowaldi, our quarterback for Honey Martin. And he literally had zero rushing attempts for zero yards. And uh, James had uh, Drysdale had two sacks. So that was a game game changer um, as uh, Rowaldi likes to mix in uh, the run and the pass to keep uh, defenses on their toes. So we were unable to do that. So if the U called you up for for tips uh, for a defensive scheme, you're giving them what? <laughs> yeah, he just said I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but no, but um, if they do though, like I mean, because look, you you guys had some success against them, right? So what would you do if you're the the the, the use captain on defense on trying to contain this offense? So look, the the thing is, they had an advantage uh, vertically. Uh, the you did over over vultures. Now it looks like they might not have that advantage anymore. Or if they do, it's a very slight one. Um, uh, look, uh, you may want to play a bit more of man defense, but they don't have a rusher to contain Ben McMahon. Uh, so there's well, does not... anybody have a rusher to contain Ben McMahon? <laughs> No, but maybe you send two rushers on Ben McMahon. Hint, hint. <laughs> yeah. But you can't do that now because they don't have that advantage that uh, that they would have had had they had a healthy Nicky Papage and a healthy Justin Perez, which it seems like yeah. they don't. Yeah, there there's some holes within that U uh, roster of bodies being healthy. So what what can the U do if they're missing players? to challenge vultures on honestly on on defense there's not much they so can they do score every time, like, basically that's the thing that like that's that's the only way that they're gonna win this game is by it's exactly that scoring on every drive but defensively there's there's literally nothing they can do it's sad to say but literally nothing they can do unless they 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 try some like some crazy ships on defense that just confuse uh, McMahon, but he's playing at such a high level. McMahon is that he see he's seeing the field and making the right decisions uh, at an incredibly alert and high fast uh, like IQ pace that that he's just beating everything he sees out there. All right, on to four A. We, we got Mongoose against Small Giants. Uh, Small Giants have won their three playoff games by a total of nine points. Uh, Mongoose, they are in Fuego. Uh, yeah. They steamrolled takeover by 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 nineteen. Uh, they took out Stokes by sixteen. Um, they have been playing great football. Probably the hottest team on that side of the bracket. Um, Small Giants though, eggs. They're going to be missing uh, a, a player too. Uh, Matty Meadows, uh, Johnny won't be there. Uh, I think they're missing Ooh. another guy. So they they might be down a couple players here. Uh, can Mongoose take? 
this vulnerable team to the shed and give them a nice beatdown. Well, look, I wasn't aware of the uh, the uh, one second, small Iggy, one second, one second. What makes it a nice beatdown? Like uh, you're being like thankful, yeah, for the kind. opportunity. Yeah, you're, nice yeah, you're, you're saying like I'm sorry as you throw. Yeah, the I'm sorry that I'm down, kicking you know? your the, the Canadian beatdown. Got <laughs> exactly. it. Got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Throw some throw some Canadian bacon on it exactly. too. You know. <laughs> uh, no, look, uh, Mo, you're absolutely right. Um, Mongoose, they're on. A, they're actually on a six-game win streak. If you go back um, to the regular season, they have been playing a month and a half of undefeated football. Like you said, definitely one of the hottest teams going in, uh, and not only one of the hottest teams going in. They actually started the season two and four, so they're actually one of the most improved teams in the division as well. So combine those things together, and they. Th- this is what you're getting is is blowouts essentially what uh blowing out their competition in the in the quarterfinals and the semis um i hate them them. you hate them yes yes well like that's another thing please i was gonna bring this up i did a little bit of research uh that i'm preparing for my article is that in the takeover game on the on on monday the uh the game was on tuesday but the monday uh calling the audible that you guys did uh takeover actually had beaten them in the regular season 39 to 18 yeah. or something and they beat them 38 to, to, to 19 like it was almost an identical score but in reverse for mongoose so the point that you made of them being one of the best teams uh not also not only are they one of the hottest teams not only are they one of the most improved they're at one of the best at uh at game planning after having being being beaten by takeover and they were beat down by small giants themselves so look they they have all the recipes uh to go in and what i think is uh they're the underdogs going into the division uh really? final against small giants slight slight underdogs even yes even though the giants uh, are going to be missing guys well, you see, I, I that's I thought before going in that mongoose were the slight underdogs, but now knowing this information, if they're missing them like outright, not even showing up to the game, that that changes them to now being slight favorites in in my opinion. But don't count out the small giants; they've been uh, really, you know, to their name, literally small giants. They entered the playoffs on their side of the bracket in conference A as the number five seed. They've taken out the number one seed in top season, the number three seed in the Bruins, and the number four seed in blackouts. And if Mongoose are on a six-game win streak, it's not better, but it's still a five-game win streak that the small giants have been on, including two victories over the blackouts. They're very, you know, very strong and heavily favored uh, blackouts. So they beat them twice. It's always difficult to beat a team once, even more difficult to beat a team twice, especially when it's a playoff game like they did uh, this past Tuesday. So, look, it's 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 set to be uh, a very tight game. I don't think either way it's going to be a blowout. Uh, even if small giants are missing two of their key guys, I still think it's a very, very tight game. So, Justin Lerner had a very good but somewhat um... – it was a it was a it was a good but not great season, and by that I mean the interception total was higher than you'd like, right? So he will make sure. mistakes, he will take his chances, um, not not as efficient perhaps as he would like to be. Um, can he withstand throwing interceptions in this game to win? He's going to have to. 
uh, whether yeah, that's just a matter of the fact, right? He he's going to have to because uh, the mongoose uh, offense doesn't make that mistake that, that many mistakes, especially recently. Uh, Alex Godet is has been on fire. Uh, eleven you know, eleven see, touchdowns, no interceptions in the playoffs. It, it's it's insane. He's not turning the ball over, so he's going to have to go. If not zero interceptions, at least match the same number of uh, of interceptions or turnovers that Mongoose uh, presents them. All right, it is now time for games of the week, and this is the last time we're gonna do that. That's for, a little bit for like, for like six days, like two for weeks. like six. <laughs> for like two weeks. Honestly, true though. That's the. A- Funny slash but, then, but before we get to games of the week here, don't go off of course here. So spring will end August 14th, and then sp- uh, fall will start when? Like September after Labor Day, I guess? No, so what we're trying to do, and we can do this when we wrap the show, but fine, we'll do it now. Yeah, perfect. Um, we'll show meeting right here. We're <laughs> we're trying to, because normally we're about 30 days late, let's call it, in terms of the overall schedule. Usually we start spring season, like early May. Now we're going to be early June starting the season, so yeah. about that. Um, we're trying to compress the spring schedule to end around the same time the original spring schedule ends, which is at like early to mid-August, so that we get everything back on track as of fall, essentially. So fall so, cup would be October? Fall cup would start September. Okay, cool. All right, games like of the week! So because of that, spring will have maybe some double headers for That's some fun. certain weeks. We have two games in a week. So no it's going to be a little bit sucky for people who happen to be on vacation those weeks, but we did ask the community uh, which they preferred, and that seemed to have been the overwhelming result of the preferences. So. Excellent. It's now yeah. time for games of the week. All right, here we go. So we're going to get some music. And All right. This one. Iggy, are you ready for Duns on Sunday? Yes. All right, perfect. Yeah. So we're Are you ready to order? Dinner. You're going <laughs> to order cauliflower wings, Mo? They don't have a Dunn's, do they? Oh, okay. I don't Can know. Can you look online, please, Eagle, if they have cauliflower wings? No, he's going to get like a Cajun chicken salad or something no. stupid. No, can't even eat chicken anymore. That would be cute. He used to. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's on, he's on uh, no no beef, no beaks. Yeah. I'm on a oh, got to go. Diet. Can't go lean smoked meat at, at Dunn's. Cannot. Oh, never, it's never. You medium. No, no. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You go lean to begin with? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Nah, that's short sometimes, but no, no, no. Duns, forget it. Don't, don't you're, even. You're wrong. That's fine. All right. <laughs> we're going to go with our Saturday games first. So we're going to start with our co-ed one final, Power Rangers versus Easy Fun. Just to make this easy, Iggy, we're going to start with you, and then we'll go into the room. All right. Uh, give me Power Rangers for another co-ed championship. Give me Easy Fun for the upset. No, they don't have uh, cauliflower wings. Uh, give me Power Rangers. Wait, Easy Fun doesn't have cauliflower wings? No, no never mind. Too many. They have chicken fingers, <laughs> but that's uh, uh, PR. For me. All right, our next game, Division 4A, Mongoose versus Small Giants. Man, Mo, that was uh, some good information about Small Giants there. I was going to go Small Giants. I'm making a switch to Mongoose. I heard Tongoose. That's all I heard. Uh, uh, so... Justin Lerner, we're friends. I love you, dude. We were teammates in the past. I'm, I'm so happy with everything you've done. You need to do this for me. You need to beat Mongoose. I'm so angry they're back. Um, they're, they're a bane to my existence. My life is forever altered by having faced them in the final. That said, unfortunately, I have to pick Mongoose. Yeah, Mongoose for me. Uh, just, the the it loss of manpower hurts. They're ridiculous hurts. in playoffs. It's yeah. stupid. I hate them so much. Loss of manpower. 
All next. right, next. Division 4B, the U versus Vultures. Vultures. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, no, you. whatever. That was fine. I was going to say I'm not going to pick it and read it in my article. So yeah, it's true, That's right? fine. Yeah, it's um, uh, I hate picking against the U. Uh, every time I do it, they win a championship. <laughs> so you know what? You know what? I want to pick Vultures today. I do think Vultures will win. But you can't be mad if you're the U because... I basically handed you multiple because we're doing this thing where, where like everything that happens is because of us because we're ego. So because of me, you've won championships because I keep picking against you. So vultures. Yeah, I pick vultures. All right, our next game, Division Five A, the Reet versus Balls Deep. Man, Dawson Pierre is just nasty. Give and that's just read. one of the ridiculous. <laughs> it's one yeah. player. That's just one player. Yeah. Uh, my pick, uh, Reet. It won't be close. I don't think this will be close. This is, uh, I think by that point of the evening, I'm done working. I will be drunk by halftime. Yeah. What are you yeah, he said. The, the Reet. Reet. It won't be close. Right. You think Ball Deep is going to pull him No. The Reet. And our Come last on. game of Saturday is going to be Division 5B, Trap Stars versus Lockdown. Eagle, your pick? Uh, my pick is Iggy's not going to mute the stream, and everything's going to go well. My pick <laughs> is that you will have no audio for your final. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How or just audio be? and no video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go Lockdown for this one. Eagle, congratulations. Trap Stars. Um, for... Oh. For a short period of time, I've had the fact that I have one championship to hold over Eagle's head. Unfortunately, uh, I will not have that after this weekend. I'm picking lockdown, and my heart wants lockdown too. I'll, uh, yeah, we're leaving early. Let's pick up some cannolis on the way. Nice. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So you, okay. I, I got, I got uh, trap stars. All right. Our Sunday. So we'll buy us cannolis on Sunday. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start at 8.40 a.m. Lakeshore Peewee Bombers. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Coed 2, <laughs> like, 4 o'clock. Kiss My End Zone versus Fit Squad. Can't pick it, boys. Uh, so Kiss My End Zone by 50, then? Sure. Maybe. I'll do the peace thing, sure. I think Fit Squad is the worst matchup for Kiss My End Zone. But I do think Kiss My End Zone pull it out. Easy There's too much, too much on the... Easy fun? Yeah. In the game they're not playing? I know. <laughs> no, no. Right. I, I got kissed my end zone. <laughs> you totally didn't do that purpose. I saw it in your face. You panicked. <laughs> All right. Next game. Division <laughs> 6. Thunder Buddies versus Primetime. I like uh, Thunder Buddies in this one. Yeah, second that. I'm going to third that. Peas, we're calling that game. Yeah. We are calling that game. And then so wait, wait, can we not pick it because we're calling the game and no. the, the professional media thing that they stupidly do, even though everyone cheers. Go ahead. Division six D, Killer Rays versus Maccabees. Man, we've uh, well, at least uh, Jonathan Yeagerman keeps uh, telling us, you know, you're you're doubting us, you're doubting us. I, I don't right, think he, I don't think he any... can read. Is the thing that's the issue? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 not not for you. I'm saying he, okay. he's been telling me a few times. Uh, give me the Maccabees in this one. Uh, so here's the thing. I'm still convinced they have some beef with me, 
They have good both of us. Because they're not listening. So they're very good. They're really good. I think they're super yeah. talented. Uh, but Killer Rays are going to smack a bees. Give me Killer Rays. Uh, I'll take Maccabees, but I think Killer Rays will win. Smackabees. They're done. They're cooked. All right. It's over, Rock. Division 1, All-Stars versus Braves. Oh, my God. This is always... Doesn't it not always just come down to the last possession, whoever has the ball? Yes. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Div 1. Yeah. I, I think that person is going to be Kevin Wyatt with the ball. Give me All-Stars. Give me Braves. Give me all stars. Yeah, why not? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. All stars. Yeah, yeah. All right. Division three. Braves. Blessed Braves. versus Junkyard Dogs. Yeah, that's that's a matchup that uh, it's tough for Blessed, but still, give me Blessed for back to back Division three, Division C uh, championships. There's uh, no better play caller um, in FPF. There's no better play designer in FPF than Stephen Harperside. We talked about that during the Division Three part of the show. Um, Junkyard Dogs rely a lot on their athleticism. I think it'll be the downfall. Give me Blessed. Blessed. And our last game, Division Two, KGP versus Terror Squad. They're back. Every <laughs> season. I yeah, this is like that you thing where you pick against them and and they win. Uh, like lesson learned, lesson be learned. Give me KGP for the quadruple, uh, back to back to back to back. One better than Jordan, right? Yeah. Uh, last time they played each other, August twentieth, I score kept that game and KGP won in the last play. Why do you much. ever think that that's an interesting August? tidbit? Who August April April twentieth. Um, one last play. <laughs> Same thing will play out. They'll win in the last play again. So, you know when you hire a painter and you're changing the color of your walls because you got fed up with the original color and the color you chose is not quite the same? Has this ever happened to you? So, like, you choose the color and then when it goes up on the wall, um, the, the light it's hits the it. Same. And it's slightly different than what you expect. And then you're sitting there late at night after the paint's dried and you realized you've come I to this incredible this. realization that every time you paint, your room gets slightly smaller. KGP. Well, all right. All right. This so. is the wrap-up for our production for the Call and the Audible segment, but feel free to join us Saturday, Sunday, live yeah, at Brossard. Iggy, I'm hanging up on you. Okay, bye. Bye, Iggy. Um, we are... How can you watch it? Yeah, so you can be able to watch this. We're going to have it live streaming on Facebook. Uh, check out our Facebook page, uh, Flight Plus Football. Um, the games will then be re-uploaded onto YouTube in the full length, so you can go in and rewatch them and everything. But for the most part, everything is going to go onto Fache Book. So feel free to like, comment, subscribe, all the fun stuff. And follow Instagram because they'll have some stuff as well, I would imagine. Yes. We think. We hope. We're doing a lot of planning on the fly, uh, in case you haven't noticed by yeah. today's show. Mo, you look like you're holding a leash to one of my appendages. I know. It looks like it is. All right, Magic Horse, please. Uh, I did the um, call sign test on the new Top Gun site. I am Turbo. Look at that goose. <laughs> can, I just, can I just be Eagle? Nope. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> um, it, it's amazing. Mo only gets super old pop culture. It's, it, now I know where, where I got to go. Sports and 1980s pop culture. Get your